You're listening to Art Smitten on Sin Nation. Right now we have the cast of of Mad World with us. So we have Madison, Sophie and Yuan to talk more about their show. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having us. So your show, um, Mad World, is the first immersive theatre experience in Melbourne. Can you give us a bit more of a... Can you explain that? Yeah, it's um, it's a pretty one-of-a-kind show uh, in that there's 13 cast members, so there's 13 different storylines to follow. So the audience can basically create their own adventure throughout the show. They can choose to follow one character the whole night, they can follow multiple. There's a floor show that happens for the entirety of the show so they can sit and have a wine and watch some great dance numbers and some vocal numbers. Um, yeah, it's a real create-your-own-adventure, choose-your-own-adventure uh, experience. And it's the first of its kind in Melbourne, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. That's, um... <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. The show itself is quite exciting because it's been based in um, the Alice Wonderland... Uh, Alice in Wonderland characters from like Lewis Carroll's like book and stuff like that but it's set in the 1930s Berlin so it's kind of like it's got a lot of aspects that are connected to literature and performing arts but also a lot of aspects connected to history Mm -hmm. Um, and we've got such an incredible like diverse cast of like different people of different ethnicities and different um, um, they identify themselves as different labels of LGBT spectrum so it's pretty incredible to like see this eclectic uh, group of people doing something new and so innovative. Innovative? That's the word, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, in Melbourne, which is the first time that it's happening, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's quite exciting, yeah. It's kind of like when you go to an escape room, but it's uh, Mm. a live theatre piece. So you'll be sent on different missions and people will be asked to break into areas or steal things or find out clues, um, trade playing cards, and you can choose to be as immersed in the world Mm. as possible or you can choose just to sit back and watch which is which is great so you know we're not forcing anyone to do anything that they don't want to um it's just a really fun night out although i gotta say (laughs) as one of the actors in the show it's so fun when actors are being uh, not actors audience members are being immersive because it's so much fun for us to have to play against that you know so it's like the bolder the people from the audience are it's actually the better for all of us yeah we kind of say let your curiosity get the better of you Mm -hmm. that's yeah yeah (laughs) i I almost want to um, I want to go and book tickets now. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely should. do it. Well, we, we have four shows left, so um, we're performing tonight, Sunday to Wednesday. So yeah, you should come along. Okay. <laughs> um. So, what's it um what's it like? Uh, what's it been like for you guys performing your show in Melbourne? I'll let you guys take that. Um, It's been pretty amazing, uh, particularly because this is my first show in Melbourne. So I'm from Brisbane originally, but based in Sydney, so working my way down the coast. Um, But Melbourne's beautiful and audiences have really loved and been so open to what we've offered them and this new experience. And that's so exciting um, because I think there's definitely, when you're trying something new, there's always going to be that element of nervousness regarding whether it's going to work or how it'll be received the love that audiences bring in with them and they just lap up everything you give them it's been pretty um 
electric. It's mm. we all leave buzzing each night. It's very hard to get to bed afterwards. And it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's pretty cool as well because Melbourne's uh, full of such artistic people. Like especially we're playing Vaudeville and Fitzroy, so like mm. there's so many people that are connected to the performing arts, uh, visual mm. arts, drag, and everything like that. So it's pretty cool to see a lot of people coming in that are actually like they like to be bold and they like to mm. see new things and they like experimental music theatre, which is now coming to Melbourne and Australia for the first time and it seems to be pretty successful because um, it gets people involved just like you would, like Maddie was saying, when you go to an escape room. So it's pretty cool. I think what's so cool about this show is that because it's set in 1933 in Berlin, uh, the club, this artist club, has the people that you would have found back in the days because mm. artist colonies existed back in the days. So it was a safe haven for people of differences and um, different sexualities and people of colour to protect themselves with everything else that was going on with the Nazi revolution and stuff like that. And so what's super cool about this show is because every character is based on Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, audiences can go in and go, oh, okay, cool, so that dancer, who is that from Alice in Wonderland? Ah, all right, she's this person and this one is this person. So I've got Juan here who is our Mad Hatter and um, Sophie here who is uh, the character of Dam Dam, who is, or Dum Dum, who is one of the Tweedles. But in the reality of the show, she's one of the club dancers. Um, so it's pretty cool to for the audiences to be able to make that connection as well. Mm. Yeah. That's <laughs> a really interesting combination. What? Why did you guys select that time period and Alice in Wonderland? Uh, we took... I guess we took inspiration from Sleep No More over in New York, which is an immersive show, which is just incredible over there. And that's based on Macbeth. And when I was uh, creating this show with the two other collaborators, uh, David Butler and James Cutler, we decided that it made sense to do it in this time because everything else was upside down in, in that time period. You know, in, in Berlin in 1930s to 40s, everything was... With, the, with World War II starting, everything was upside down. So these artist colonies were the only place in Europe that weren't upside down. It was a safe haven. It was protection for anyone. Anyone could come in there and they would be accepted. So the concept of Mad World came from that in that Alice in Wonderland has this going down the rabbit hole feel where you're going into this place of Wonderland where anything can happen and everyone's accepted and, and it's a kind of a place where reality stops for a second so that's why we mirrored Alice in Wonderland with Berlin in 1933 and we came up with the show hmm. yeah that's that's really great yeah it's, it's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest things about the show as well is how it connects different time periods and different um you know um um Oh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just different things that are happening throughout the years and, like, different um, styles and fashions and stuff like that. And, like, even though it's uh, set in the 1930s and the book was written in the 1800s, we're also using a lot of music that is mm. contemporary and um, that people, when they're going to come and listen to it, they're going to be like, oh, I recognise that, but also, oh, I know how that, like, sits within the plot of the play. You know what I mean? So it's pretty, it's pretty immersive in that way as well because mm. people will be able to recognise what's going on. Yeah, the music them. has a real post-button jukebox flavour to it. So the the songs are arranged to sound like they would have in 1930s, but it's, you know, it's Ariana Grande and it's Queen and it's uh, Beyonce and it's Eminem. And it's, so it's really cool modern music but arranged in this new flavour. Wow. Which is really awesome. Yeah. So um, both of these guys here have some cool arrangements. Yeah. Sophie has some Queen that she sings. She has some yeah. Ariana. She has some Rihanna. 
one has some Beyonce. Got Beyonce. I've got Florence in the Machine. Got Florence. And then I've got some Spanish songs that I get to sing. Um, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and then there's the constant floor show that goes on, which is um, we've got our raspberry tarts. So in Alice in Wonderland, there's the Who Stole the Queen's Tarts, um, and they're our kind of our Kit Kat Club cabaret dancers, and they um, perform all night, and they've got really awesome arrangements of yeah all different types of songs, which is cool. There's yeah. Lord in there. Um, and the choreography is incredible. And Maddie Lee here, she's yeah. the choreographer for the show, and she's a genius. And she <laughs> won't admit this to herself, but what Maddie's, um, well, what the whole production creative team have achieved through this project is still heroing a lot of techniques that have developed throughout the art. So there's still definitely elements of more contemporary dance moves or contemporary um, theatre techniques, but it's still very true to the period, which is really, really cool. Um, and I know being part of it, I'm fascinated by World War II. It's one of my favourite parts of history to study, um, just because there was so much ugliness at the time. And the way that this piece takes you into another world there's something really beautiful in finding the love and acceptance in a really ugly period of time. Mm. Um, and just because there's not a war going on outside doesn't mean that that ugliness automatically goes away. So I think that's really cool that when audiences do come, they do feel like they're escaping mm. and they've just had a night of love and laughter and thrills. And yeah, it's very cool. Mm. And it's interesting to see who the audiences make alliances with as well, mm -hmm. because as soon as you go in, people are automatically drawn to certain people. So you'll find audience members following one particular character all night just because there's something about them that they're really drawn to. And then if they come to the show with a date or a friend or whatever, and the other person follows someone else, the two of them at the end of the night have completely different stories that they can share about what they saw and what they experienced and what activities they did, which is mm. really awesome. There's also two bars. <laughs> yeah, there so are. You can have lots of drinks. <laughs> yeah. And there's a tea party going on, so you yep. can come and have some biscuits. With and one. Yeah. Yes. The man himself. Yeah. Um. So I think you've um you've given a sense that it's such like a an eclectic and welcoming cast and environment to work in. Mm. Do you think that's like becoming apparent, particularly in your second season and running? Like, has the show evolved? into something else? Absolutely. So both Juan and Sophie, um, are, they're new cast members to the second season of Mad World. Um, the first season was fantastic, but it was very much a developmental stage. Um, you know, it was, it was super collaborative. We had the most incredible, hard-working cast and everyone just put in everything they could into this project. And uh, it was a very quick process. You know, we, we put it together. We had two shows, sold out those shows, which was incredible. Um, but we took a lot from that and we grew to make this piece. And this piece is, I would say, 10 times bigger, 10 times more immersive than the last one. Uh, last time in Vodavile, we only had half of the venue. This time we have access to the entire venue. Audiences can literally go anywhere in the venue and we will not stop them and there is always something happening in every corner of it so yeah in that case there's, there was a lot of things that we um we grew and we took and we changed we also grew the creative team last time there was three of us or four of us on the creative team this time there's 11 which is really cool um we grew the cast we brought on new fun people <laughs> uh, but yeah it's, it's it's seriously just a one-of-a-kind experience and it's fun as well like there's there's moments within the show which are a little bit haunting a little bit dark a little bit scary but there's moments of comedy and there's moments of love and passion and it's just a really fun experience yeah mm -hmm. 
also for us as creatives as well, I think I speak in the name of everyone in the cast that it's been such an incredibly um, inspirational um, process to be able to come with this together because like um, we had a script um, to base everything around off and we all got sent the script but we played around with that script in our rehearsal times and stuff like that and it was through uh, playing with other cast members and like getting to write those backstories and those bonds between everyone and where do we come from and stuff like that that we're able to create more than just a play and a venue it's rather the universe of the play that will allow us with the you know the improvisational kind of like um, mood of the play what it needs you to be able to do it's so much better to know like to to be in that world you know what I mean because you know exactly what your character has been through and you know exactly what to talk about when you have an audience member coming in asking you something Hmm. Do you think, like, it almost sounds like it would be hard to go back to normal theatre at this point? <laughs> like, it, it sounds so yeah. different and exciting. But what's your take on the, the rise of that type of entertainment? Like, we were talking about Bandersnatch off-air. Yeah. yeah, do you think that's going to be something that's, like, increasingly more popular? Or? Yeah, I love it because I think it's really exciting when audiences feel like they're in control. Um, I think there's always been this stigma around audience participation that it's terrifying and embarrassing and forced upon. Um, but with this, you only participate as much as you want to. Um, so I love that it's breaking down that barrier and even my dad, who would not go within 10 feet of an audience participation type affair, loved it. Um, <laughs> so I think that's really exciting um, even as creatives it's reshaped our minds as to what theatre can be it's this weird mesh between presentational and rehearsed but also really real and adaptive and ever changing and finding that balance of still being in performance mode but being real people has been really fascinating mm. um, and you actually walk away at the end of the night having made friends with the audience and you haven't but your character has so mm. when I come out with my Australian accent at the end rather than my Russian it can be very confusing <laughs> um, but it's great. I just think that uh, Melbourne audiences are so receptive to uh, this kind of theatre because it's new and exciting and Melbourne really values the arts and you know we've got so many amazing shows in the moment you know you've got Harry Potter down the road and you've got School of Rock that just left Muriel's is coming and all these incredible shows but there's still that barrier between commercial music theatre and what else there is and so I think shows like Mad World and Sleep No More and there was I know there was an immersive show in Sydney recently I think we just as a country we need more of that kind of theatre because it's just it's so interesting and it's so different to what anyone has experienced before and it, like, like Sophie said, the audience are in control, mm. which is really exciting for them. They go away leaving as if they've they've done something. They've changed the way that the, the end of the show came about or they, yeah. they made a difference within a certain plot line within the show, which for them is pretty cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you said before the, the show was culturally diverse. Is it also linguistically diverse? Yes, it is. In what kind of ways? Um, so most of these characters that are all misfits of the time um, are characters that have had to maybe escape the, um, the country where we, they were born and clearly this is set in Germany so like a lot of the people in the cast have uh, German accents but we also have a lot of Russian um, characters. Um, myself and my character were both Spanish so you, you get to you know have a lot of different experiences of different characters that you know sing in different languages and like um, speak to the audience in different languages regardless on whether they 
understand the language or not and what does that mean to the audience if they do understand it they will mm. be the only people in the audience that will get to experience that part of the show mm. so yeah there's a lot of like different characters and the individuality of each of them kind of reflects that diversity of the time and diversity of the cast itself because we've got pretty much actors and actresses from all over the place as well in it so it's pretty cool mm. and like what sophie said this is a story about real people these people existed back in a time there were people who were didn't who were misfits and didn't fit in and had to flee their countries just to find safety. So, um, you know, Sophie plays one of the Russian twins. She speaks Russian in the show. Juan speaks Spanish. There's lots of German. There's um, even to the extent that when you come through the doors, you're entering 1933 Berlin. Like, that mm. is your reality. So it's not uncommon that a cast member will come up and say, Guten Tag, instead of hello. Um, and just all that. It's all kind of um, woven throughout it's really it's really cool mm. and addictive to be part of mm. Mm. Um, could you just um, give us some information about the show where we can buy tickets and yeah um, uh, you can buy tickets online it's just davidbutlerstudio.com.au slash madworld uh, if you google madworld Fitzroy it'll also come up we have four more shows left Sunday to Wednesday doors open at 7 o'clock we say that you get there at 7 because something very exciting happens outside the venue at 7 o'clock uh, as I said it's an immersive show so it starts from the moment that you get there mm-hmm. uh, and it goes the show goes for two hours so you'll be done by 9, 9.30 stay around have a drink have a chat to the cast as I said there's two bars there which is really exciting <laughs> and we're performing at Vodavile in Johnson Street Fitzroy so just up the road cool thank you so much for coming on Art Smitten no worries thank at all you. thanks for having thanks us so much, guys. You're listening to Artsmitten on Sin Nation.